Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh. find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the prediction show. And I am doing something I told myself a few months ago I would never do again. And that was double dip, record a show while watching another show. And I just, I have to tonight because this was the only day, because I guess, which I didn't really even think about, <clears throat> I guess I forgot about it, WWE is going to more Saturday pay-per-views, I don't know why that's a thing, um, but even like they're going to move day one, because apparently day one of next year falls on a Sunday, so apparently they're going to move day one to a different one, but that, shouldn't that mean you're going to then change the name <clears throat> anyways potato potato let's call the whole thing off <clears throat> excuse me um but this was a necessity because i just won't have any time between now and saturday to record the prediction show and i just didn't want to be up till 11 o'clock and i got busy today and i couldn't watch the east coast time feed of dynamite so I, i'm watching the replay on the west coast uh which isn't live <clears throat> so right now I'm in the middle of the Jay Lethal Darby Allen match. So um I'm just uh I'm trying to enjoy that. I'm looking at it right now, Darby's about to make us come back here. Um <clears throat> but I wanted to get this done, but we we gotta hit AEW first. A, do we have to A, yeah, we have to talk about AEW right now. It's like it's not frustrating. Let me tell you why. So just just before I go into <clears throat> Everything else. Um, so there was a backstage altercation. And for those of you guys who have not been keeping up, essentially what's happened is... Dar- uh, not Darby, Sammy Guevara and Andrade have been going back and forth on, on Twitter all week long. <clears throat> Apparently it got out and I guess Sammy made it public? or I'm not sure who started it. I've been, I've been reading reports that Sammy apparently made it public. That when him and Andrade have wrestling matches, <clears throat> or have had matches in the past, uh, Andrade has hit him too hard. Well, this was made public. Andrade did not like it. And so he said, hey, you're not really a tough guy. I won't beat you up because it's not professional. And so they were going back and forth with Sammy essentially saying, we all know you want to go back to WWE, so just go back there and leave us alone. <clears throat> and so, um, and Darby got the win. And so, um, this was pretty ugly. So, I wasn't sure if this was a work or not. Like, it made no sense to me because Andrade had a match against 10 on Rampage, which is supposed to be a live Rampage. It was going to be Andrade's career on the line versus 10. Now, I'm assuming this is just me. Um, I assumed that Andrade was serious. I know people have been saying, for t- and I've had people tell me the last couple of weeks how... Um, Andrade was just feeding into everything and he was just joking. And I never, I never, I never took it as him joking. Um, I thought he was serious. You know, his wife is in WWE. She's she's not made a return yet, but his wife's in WWE. Um, like he, Triple H treated him well. Like under Triple H's reign, 
you saw a whole different side. You went from the suspenders that weren't really working to uh, a dominant NXT champion and one of the greatest matches in NXT history. Um, and um, it's just one of those things where he shook his hand. How about that? <clears throat> How about that? That's a development there. Uh, I, I love, I did, I have to say this because I'm going all back and forth, but I loved how Darby Allmatch was trying to shake his hand. <clears throat> he finally just pushed him into doing it. And uh, I love, I love that. Uh, that was pretty cool. Anyways, and so I, I, I assumed he was serious, you know, just because he was treated very well. And obviously when it got on the main roster, it was a different story, even though I think he is a former uh, United States heavyweight champion. But um, <clears throat> I, I, I feel like there's a lot of tension right now in, in, in AEW. And <clears throat> yes, Tony Khan needs to take full control of this now. But here's, here's the reason why I can't be mad. It's, it's frustrating as a fan. <clears throat> and I was just having this conversation with someone that's a basketball fan or a football fan, excuse me. I said, sometimes, man, I just want people to, for my entertainment, I want people to just stay out of trouble and do what they got to do, right? It's hard, though, because even when you have a regular job, it's really frustrating when, you know, things aren't going your way and and now people are now making things public. And the thing we tend to forget is that our job, people make things public all the time. And either we choose to handle it or we don't handle it. It's one of those situations where it's just, um, I'm distracted. Who the hell is this? Oh, Brian Cage. That's dope. They, I love Brian Cage, and he's just not on TV enough. And hopefully, he, he can really help the ROH brand out. So, <clears throat> anyways, um, I, I, you said I forget that. But I remember I was working at a job, and I remember it was just a, a negative energy that was there for maybe like a month. Maybe two months, actually. You know what I'm about? And I remember it's, it reminds me of this. Except this was more violent and more dangerous. Because, yeah, these guys were fighting, but where I worked at was, like, people were shooting guns and shit like that. And I remember, it started off with one, I can't remember, the, I can't remember the name of the song. But, like, I remember vividly, like, <clears throat> damn, I can't remember the name of the song. But it was, it was a trap song. And I remember it, got, it came on, and it was, dude, it's a trap song that we played a thousand times in this club. And I remember vividly. All of a sudden, you just seen the energy change like that. And I remember I had to do this dude, big, I called him Mike. His name is Mike. I called him Big Mike. And I was like, Mike, like, you know something different? And Mike was like, yeah. Like, people's like, they are getting, you know, he didn't use the word crunk. He, he's, but it was something to that effect. And Mike was a big dude. Mike was like, what, six foot four, all muscle, right? Mohawk. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Finally, I, I go and I was going out to do something else. I came back. All I seen, I come around the corner. I'm making a left around the corner. All, all I seen was a fist just getting thrown. Boom. I was like, holy shit. Uh, it, it leads to this huge fight. And Mike and everyone's getting involved in it. They're, they're pulling people apart, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> We get that whole thing taken care of. We go outside. They go outside. They stick. They, they continue to fight outside, right? Now I'm not outside for this part. All I know is, all I hear is, all I hear is gunshots. Pop, 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 pop. I was like, holy shit! So now the party's over, right? 
once you bring once you bring the guns, the party's over. The liquor, the drugs, that 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 makes the party, right? Once you bring the guns, it kind of ends the party, right? <clears throat> now I remember um that was that night and we didn't think anything about it. And now I'm gonna say at least it wasn't every it wasn't like every weekend, but it was like at least one day a week for the next I, I wanna say two months, the energy was just off and it just takes time to get that energy out of the building. It just takes time to uh, to 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 make sure that you are you are feeding that po- that, that that positive energy in there as corny as, as corny as that sounds. And I remember vividly, like <clears throat> it got to the point where now, like any shift we were working, it's like, all right, we're gonna have to scrap, we're gonna do something, blah blah blah. And I remember, like for me personally, I stopped getting that mentality. <clears throat> I got used to it, but I stopped getting that mentality. I want to say maybe a month in, because I was like, I don't know, man, it's just whatever. And I wasn't really messed with at all. I was messed with at all, not thinking about it. But I remember vividly how, um, next thing you know, <clears throat> like, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously watching both. So, and he's, and Brian Cage is fucking crazy. He just went for a 619. These two big guys. Oh, this is a great side. <clears throat> and so, um, I remember we, we got the energy out just because I think, a lot of people just came in and just started making more money, and that's where the folks ended up coming back on. And I think we were able to spot things a lot sooner. <clears throat> so once we spotted things, we were like, "Hey, that that person—they're about to kill the party, and there's a lot of money in here right now. Let's get them to bleep out of here." And I remember vividly how <clears throat> that kind of changed everything. If they just have that kind of energy in the building right now. They said that kind of energy. It's a negative energy. And Tony Khan has to take leadership. And, <clears throat> and he has to say, hey, all right, guys, no more bullshit. Boom. Here's here's how we're going to do this. And that's just what it is. And I will say this. He might. <clears throat> We've heard nothing. I'm sorry, guys. I just had like salmon. And I was drinking orange juice. And I think the orange juice. The acid in the orange juice, I think, is the thing that is <clears throat> having me do this. That's better. So, anyways, I think that's just what it is right now. It's just this energy, and WWE has a now the honeymoon phase went from AEW right back to WWE. And here's the thing, because WWE will have the same problem in a year. I put money on it. Their roster will be bloated as well. And there won't be enough TV time for it. Dude, if you think about it, even with three hours of Raw, there's still, that that there is then a detriment because it's the other way. Because then it's too much TV time and you're, you have too many people on and you're exposing too many people. And now certain people have to take losses. Like example, to me, Johnny Gargano should not have lost to Otis. However, with a Johnny Gargano character, he can lose to Otis. But my thing is just this. At the end of the day, that does hurt character. To me, someone like Seth Rollins, I agree with him. He wrestles way too fucking much. Like, he should... I, I, I would be okay if I didn't see Rollins for two, three weeks. Because then it'll make him feel more special. Reigns, to me, for me, Reigns feels very special. Now, I'm not saying I'm tired of Seth Rollins. That's not the point. The point is, at the end of the day, I, I remember him saying in an interview how he does wrestle. He does. Well, he wrestles too much, and so it's one of those situations where I just feel like <clears throat> it's 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 a it's 
just a negative energy there right now, I give it another month or two and it'll go away because it's 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 going to, it's clearly not affecting certain people and it's clearly affecting other people. Like I think didn't Ricky Starts have a now deleted tweet that said, "Can my coworkers shut the bleep up?" Like they right now for as much freedom as they have, some of that freedom probably should be rung in until this gets under control. But like I like I said, I according to TMZ, and let's be honest, we we know TMZ gets their sources from within. This is not a work. I, I didn't know what was going on. Like, even when I saw these tweets, it was super confusing. And I was like, I don't know where any of this is coming from. It's just fucking weird. And so now we know it's not a work. Andrade's been sent the fuck home. His match on Rampage is not happening. Andrade might have just gotten what he wanted. Because apparently Guevara pushed him first. And then punches were thrown. It's not said on record who connected. I mean, I don't think it fucking matters at this point. However, it, it is an issue. And it's a very dangerous issue. And this is Guevara's second incident in two months, three months. Like, like, and you know, I thought I thought this analogy when I was driving after I read this. You know who Guevara reminds me of? Jericho's version of Randy Orton. Triple H took Randy Orton under his wing when he was young and he would pull him to the side and everything like that. And and it feels like Jericho has to do it with Guevara. Like even last was it two years ago when. Guevara was supposed to go to Impact, and he didn't want to do a job or something. And uh, I think it was Jericho who said, just say, hey, man, just, just come back. We don't, don't worry about it. We, we won't put you on. Like, it feels like that's who Guevara is. And you should, and I just, <laughs> and when uh, JAS was cutting a promo earlier in the night, just um, um, now, like, what was the show now? 46 minutes in? It, when they cut a promo, like, 20 min- minutes ago, like, when Guevara spoke, he was getting nuclear, nuclear heat. This guy, think about this. This guy was just a face a year ago. People were super excited to see him win a TNT championship from Miro. And it just, it's just one of those things where it's interesting, where it feels like this is um, a maturity thing as well, you know? But this is not a good sign, you know? And uh, uh, last week when we talked about um, our last AEW Wednesday night for a while, like when I was talking about how Tony Khan is putting holts on releases and he should, he can't just let everybody go. He just can't let everybody go. You know, especially since who know, like that's the key. We're not seeing people on television now, but now all of a sudden, look, we have Brian Cage on television. I believe the gates of agony are going to be on a live rampage uh, or battle of the belts against FTR. He's putting these people on TV, these ROH people on TV now for a reason. There's a TV deal clearly that now is official, like, like it, behind the scenes. That's why we're seeing legitimately all this, all this attention. Like, how many times did Cesaro show up with the ROH World Heavyweight Championship? Um, on was he about to pin him or kicked out? Um, how many times did we see Cesaro show up with the ROH World Heavyweight Championship on Dynamite? Maybe two or three times. He was mainly exclusive to Rampage. It's clearly a deal. That's why we're seeing this now. So people will get more TV time. There will be more of a um, divide. And he will be able to get more people on TV. Um, now, I don't think it's smart for him to book ROH. I think he needs to 
be able to um, have be a little more um, have a little more freedom. I think Dynamite and AEW is a bit too much for him right now, but hopefully he. Um, this is a really good fucking match. These two guys. So, anyways, it's just one of those things where I feel like there's something going on that we don't know about yet, and I don't think you just should be releasing people. Now, at the same time, here's my thing. Also, here's here's the tough part. Someone like Andrade, I, I someone like an Andrade. Has he been used right? No, he has not been used right. And 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 if he's not happy, I would try to talk about talk with him. And if he's still not happy, I would say, dude, go go be with your wife, man. Because it feels like all the people who have significant others in WWE are the ones that are making the biggest funks. Like Adam Cole, obviously has Britt Baker there, so he legitimately is fine. Like Kyle O'Reilly is fine. Like these are people that were treated really well by by Triple H. So you would think they'll be the ones begging to go, but they're not. So I get the feeling that you might just need to get you might just need to get rid of a few people. To keep the, the things healthy, to keep the locker room healthy, right? And there are brighter days for AEW ahead. Trust me, I believe that. I know. Like I said, dude, I, I've worked in these kind of environments before where it's just completely negative. People are throwing hands. Like it's just one of those situations where I just definitely believe it's um it's it's just it's just their time. The honeymoon phase is over, and now you go from having sex every day to now it's sex once a week, and they're like, "Well, sweetheart, like I'm trying. I need, I need, I need that extra, extra, you know, you know, three or four days a week, you know." And then you guys start fighting, and I truly believe that 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 was a good ass match. I truly believe that this <clears throat> this will make things for the. This will put the. Oh, heck, can we get to agony? This is how the match gets set with FTR. Okay, I get it. So hold on a second. Let me. Let me turn this up. Now I'll get back to my thought. I'm going to have my thought in my back of my head. Oh, Samoa Joe. And look at it. forgot he was the Irish Celebration Champion. And maybe this could lead to this group actually getting not just TV time, but, you know, World Heavyweight Champion. But maybe some championship gold. Also, there's also there was a report from Dave Meltzer that uh, due to Hurricane Ian, they cut plans for us. Apparently, it's supposed to be a Wardlow Samoa Joe feud or program with Swerving Our Glory. So here we go. Oh, they left. That's an interesting. That is a very interesting. Anyways, so to just put a final thought on this, better times will come. But yes, Tony Khan has to. If there's any time now where they need the leadership of Tony Khan, it's now. I believe he needs to ring some things in, and he needs to make it to where it's like, hey, I want you guys to have freedom. I want you guys to walk on next shows. 
but you, you cannot be this public stuff. You cannot put all this public stuff out there. You know, it can't just be the, well, you know, I'm not happy here, and this person made this public. Like, it has to bring some stuff in. And honestly, Jericho, he it sounds like he has his hands full with Guevara. I trust I trust Jericho to be able to ring Guevara in. You know, but this is not a good look at all. I'm not mad. I know some people will be freaking mad, but um, I, I'm I'm I've been there before. Jobs, way more violent jobs. Um, I get it, but that, that's it's about getting that negativity out and getting the positivity in. So uh, let's get to his predictions. I went, I went way too long on that and doing the fucking walkthrough. This is why I shouldn't be doing this. Um, let's talk about Raw first. Dakota Kai defeated Candice LeRae. EO Sky defeated Alexa Bliss. The Judgment Day defeated AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio lost focus after Dominic cut a promo and said, you're not my dad, I have a new family, um, which left Rey just all distraught. And he wasn't focused. And at the end of the match, AJ Styles said, you weren't there. Where were you? And he like, and Rey's apologizing, was apologizing, and like, Styles pushed Rey. And Ray just like walked out, said, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, AJ. And as soon as he left, the Judgment Day beat down AJ Styles. And this made things more interesting to me. Like, I was already interested in, the, obviously, the first time I ever Finn Balor versus Edge match. But as you guys knew, I was so, no, I was so conflicted. I said, I just don't see Edge quitting. And then Tip Hat to Solid Monster Sounds off the podcast, he gave a thought. And I didn't even think about this. There is a way that can make Edge say I quit. Similar to what. Uh, Cena had to do for Edge when he was the only one that could bring the authority back. They essentially held Edge's neck hostage, and Cena said, "I have to. I'll bring. I give the power to bring the authority back." Essentially, you can have Rey Mysterio, Beth Phoenix, AJ Styles, someone in like a, a real bad situation, and Edge has no choice but to say, "I quit." It's just under duress, and we and we just saw this two years ago, where. Jimmy, well, excuse me, Jay refused to say I quit until Jimmy was locked in. And remember, Jimmy was still healing up from that torn ACL. So he came out with knee brace on, he ran out. Raiden's put him in the in, in the guillotine. And Jimmy, excuse me, Jay finally had to say I quit. Um, so that was very, very so that tip app to Solomon for saying that. Um, Bobby Lashley defeated Mustafa Ali by submission. Seth Rollins attacked him after, so that feud is not over yet. I think that might be the feud we have going into the Saudi show next month, or I believe November, early November. Otis beat Gargano, like I said, and Solo Sokoa defeated Angelo Dawkins. Um, So here is the lineup so far that I see. We have Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan for the Women's Championship SmackDown side. No holds bar or Extreme Rules match. We have Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle in a special referee, excuse me, in a pit match with special referee Daniel Cormier. We have Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. We have Finn Balor versus Edge in an I Quit match. And we have a Brawling Brutes versus Imperium six-man tag team match. I'm going to go with Imperium to get the win because I still... I, 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 I don't know. I know I maybe this is me sniffing hopium, but I feel like if Walter's plans for WrestleMania are already in the books and they don't have anything to do with the Intercontinental title and Drew McIntyre, then he doesn't need the title to face Drew McIntyre. Um, so I'm going with Imperium to get the win after 
I'm still going with Walter to lose that Intercontinental Championship on the season premiere. Also, we have Finn Balor versus Edge in the I Quit match. I'm going to go with Finn Balor. I'm going to go with Finn. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a, in a strap match. This has to be a win for Karrion Cross, and, and this will be a win for Karrion Cross. Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins with Daniel Cormier as a special referee for a pit match. Riddle lost the very first pit match. There's only been two. This will be the third one in history. I'm going Matt Riddle to get the win because Seth Rollins is clearly looking for U.S. title gold. And Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. I said on Monday, I said, I can definitely see Liv getting the win here by crook. She's going to get the win here and retain her women's championship. So that is Liv Morgan winning, Matt Riddle winning, Karrion Cross winning, Finn Balor winning, and Imperium winning. Let's hit some news and notes really fast, and then we'll get out of here because I'm still watching the show, and we're like after I think we're we're getting into hour number two. So I think it's a women's tag team match. This whole thing, um, I don't know what Penelope Ford's going for with the look of the makeup. It looks kind of weird though. Anyways, some news and notes. Um, Brandy Rhodes is still a free agent. Well, I thought I thought that was very interesting. Leo Rush is set for GCW Fight Club. Eric Bischoff made some interesting comments. Right, These last two might be a little lengthy, but follow me on this journey. He said that ROH has no value. Without TV, yeah, it has no value. But I disagree because it has value. It just needs... But it, it just needs that TV deal. It needs the right push. Here's the thing. Here's the issue also, right? Let's be real. Eric Bischoff has come out and said he hates pro wrestling. ROH was very much pro wrestling. ROH can run the smaller buildings and smaller towns. And you can even have it to where next year's Forbidden Door doesn't necessarily have to even have AEW. It will. We know this. But it can have ROH, a stronger ROH roster versus New Japan. It can be a number of things. You know, it doesn't have to be just anything. It doesn't have to just be nothing. You know, I think, will it ever sell out, uh, I don't know, Flor- Florida, uh, the what, the Dolphin Stadium? No, probably not. But who's to say you shouldn't try? You know? Who's to, who's to say, like, look, this was, this was on, on Monday. Sorry, I... I I said Will Nightingale loses way too much. Her record's five and fucking six this year. Way too much for fucking much she loses. I know she's she's at uh, she's gonna lose again because she's um at Battle of the Belts with fucking um Jay Cargo for the TBS championship. But she loses too much. She's too good. But when, when I read that, I, said, I don't agree with that. Because if you think about it, WCW at the time he purchased it or was trying to purchase it had no value. He was trying to get a TV deal. That's why you couldn't get a TV deal because it had no value. So I just thought that was ridiculous. Like at least ROH can still get a TV deal because you still you still have people on TV a part of ROH. You still have people signing to ROH because it's now reported that Bandito apparently has come to terms with his a, with an AEW contract. So interesting name there. And finally, I, I did see a Seth Rollins interview. It was part two of his interview with Ariel Hawani. I've not watched part one. Part two is definitely a very very interesting take. I loved. The take, um, he was just honest. 
And he said that he's never been, he said he sees himself as never being the guy and how the only time he's ever, he felt like he was ever slotted into the main event scene was when uh, Roman got leukemia. And honestly, he was never even in the main event plans then because the women were going to main event. That was the rumor shit, dude. Even before, I think, what, didn't Roman get leukemia or relapse in like September, October or something like that? It was something. But I think it was rumored the year before that the women were going to, once it got Ronda Rousey, the women were going to main event. And it was definitely going to be Ronda versus Charlotte. And then Becky got over. And and then the punch happened. The punch that changed everything. Like Becky was already getting over. And then Nia Jax punched her face into oblivion. And then you have that picture, that visual of Becky in the crowd raising her arms, bloody ass face, concussion and all. And it just was one of the most glorious sights ever of that year and of all time. And so he wasn't even paying attention to me even picture then. He might be <laughs> less disgruntled CM Punk. Um, and he may never get his WrestleMania main event. He may have a bunch of WrestleMania moments, but he won't have a WrestleMania main event. And that happens. I'm assuming they're not going back to two to, to one at WrestleMania for a very long time. He may still get that, you know, but he he says he wonders if he can be a top guy in a Roman era. I don't think he can. I don't. And it's not because he's not top guy material, but I even before he said said it, the first thing I said to him, first thing I said to myself was, he's macho man in this era. And he said, yeah, I might be uh, macho man to Reigns his whole. And when he said, I said, yeah, you are. You are a better air quotes, doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, worker. But you, that's what you are. You are not... You are not going to be the thing that they want to put in the main event. Like, you and Brock, especially the way that match was booked out, it shouldn't have been the main event. Now, I know it was booked out because they wanted to get a WrestleMania moment that way. And they ended up having a tremendous match at SummerSlam. But even on paper, that wasn't a WrestleMania main event. Because we could kind of see it coming, you know? Reigns and Lesnar, they just have this weird off this weird chemistry where it just works for them like 70% of their matches are the same and they're pretty fucking bad and then they have this banger of a fucking match at SummerSlam and it came out of nowhere and no one want no one no if you if you tell me right now you want to see that match at SummerSlam I don't believe you you need more people you are a liar no one's going to believe that and then they have this match, and it's just so amazing. And it's like, man, like what what's going on here? And it's just really weird. Like no one wants to see the match at WrestleMania 31. Banger of a match with a banger of an ending things to. And if you really think about it, he technically has a main event. Like I know that they don't count that as a main event because he says he wants to be on the marquee, and no one knew he was going to be in the main event. But technically, it's a main event. Technically, you know, and he won the, the WWE Championship. And he even said something about interesting. He said something interesting there because he felt like he had imposter syndrome. I, th- I think that's fair. Not because of anything he did. It was the way he was booked out. It wasn't because anything Rollins did. I never, I felt like you go from this moment 
where where he takes it upon himself to become what was the architect and he he truly becomes the architect in that moment nailing roman reigns with a steel chair and mind you if you watch that match the night before between evolution and the shield they put it that when reigns went down you knew that was real pain because reigns they wally mopped this dude with chairs all night long evolution did and then you see him do it and then you see him lay out Dean Ambrose. You see him laying out, lay out Roman Reigns. And you see, holy shit. You see this methodical side of him. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden you see him with money in the bank. You see him do these things that first year. All right. Kind of cowardly. It's kind of weird. But okay, whatever. And then you see his title reign. It wasn't a bad title reign whatsoever. It was the way they had me just a chicken shit heel the entire time. It was like this dude went from being methodical, the architect. And I get you can worm your way out of that with the architect stuff, but he could have been more just, uh, you know, more aggressive. So um, it was a very good interview. It's like 36 minutes. It's part two. I've not seen part one. I would go out of my way to watch it if I was you. Just get, dude, if you have 36 minutes, what you do, don't lie. You do. Trust me, it's worth your fucking time. So, anyways, let me get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm going to finish watching this Dynamite show. Um, we're in a women's match now. I'll tell more, talk more about that on Monday. I'm So Chemical. This is your prediction show. Enjoy your Saturday Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I'm out.